I kept seeing this actor who cameoed on a lot of stuff, and he'd make like a jokes, and it took me forever to realize that that was Fonzie, because I imagined Fonzie differently in my head. <laughs> wait, 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 were you even born whenever he was around? I mean, no. what in the world? How are you even referencing this? I think Friends had him on a couple uh, times. and I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I, Friends I don't know. is also before your time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, that one keeps on living me. in our household because we keep hearing. I'll be there. Everyone's watching. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's not friends, but anyway. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Adrienne Johnson. I'm Lisa Gilchrist. And what a special episode we have for you guys. Um, 2020, big stuff, big year, new decade, new community roots. Um, so yeah, we have a couple of announcements um, in this new year. Uh, we are. This is our last episode at SRUMC, and we are then going to our own studio with our own equipment so our voices might sound a little bit different, but it's still us, and so that'll be great. <laughs> so um, in up, the upcoming weeks, uh, check out for some announcements because we'll definitely be talking about our brand new studio. Um, we're referen- we were reminiscing about our old studio, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later as well. <laughs> um, on that, we we're also moving up in the world. Yeah. Let's just say, <laughs> <laughs> we are. yeah, we'll get to it. Thank um, it was a great place. It was a great place. It was. Could have used quieter AC. <laughs> for sure. Anyway, so um, with that, we also have a new sponsor for the new year. We're really close with this person. We had the inside route. So um, JHR Counseling is the official sponsor of Community Roots in 2020. Yay. Um, yay. And so we're not really sure what that's going to look like yet, um, what kind of form that's going to take yet. But um, look forward to hearing more with JHR Counseling and how we're going to pair up with um, them and uh, talk about stuff. Them like it isn't just mom. <laughs> 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 the practice is just as personal as community roots. <laughs> it is. It's definitely a um, mm-hmm. grassroots built um, New project. beginnings, which new is new where beginning. we're all at today. So, so that's our new sponsor. Um, and then something to keep an eye out for too as we come into these next weeks. We've gotten a lot of requests for a Patreon, finding ways that... Um, you the listener can support us so in these next couple weeks we will also be discussing our patreon that will announce where you can get little community roots nicks knickknacks um, special things from the uh, crew and um, a whole bunch of different ways that we can make this bigger and reach further and you can be a part of that um On also uh, new beginnings and new roots, Um, we are also going to say goodbye to Lisa for a little while. This is Lisa's last episode on Community Roots. This is true. Um, Thank you for that introduction. Um, I will actually be moving out to Sioux City, Iowa um, as I transition into a new job as a trauma therapist. Um, I'll be leaving in February. Um, with a lot of mixed emotions. So hopefully um, we'll be able to um, give some live feedback as to this process uh, that we all go through and, and hopefully someone will be able to relate. 
Yeah, as we kind of go through this with you, the listener, and um, the people listening to this, um, this is a huge time for change. This is a lot of change for all of us in the room. Um, And so this week we're going to be talking about change, transition, and how do we navigate that. And this is a really special edition that we are all four here together. We have never all recorded all at the same time. So there's a sense of deep community and relationship and support for each other in this that Mm. is a really beautiful, powerful thing. Um, And we're just going to process through a little bit. Uh, This is a big step in a new year for certainly for Community Roots, for JHR counseling and consultation. But it's something that everybody, I think, can relate to. So we we talked about with this new year beginning, um, how familiar it is to all of us to go through transitions and change and loss and grief. And it could be the end of one job and the start of a new one. It could be the end of a season. It could be relationships that evolve and change we are constantly in motion and in change and in flux and evolving as people. And so we thought this would be a great time at the start of a new year. And as we're preparing to send off Lisa with all of our well wishes and support, um, what a great time for us to process this together because it's so prevalent to the human race and what something that we all go through. So I put together a few questions for us to kind of sit with together and I'm curious to see where this lands us as far as helping you all as listeners and helping us too because this is stirring stuff up for us as we're literally in live time going through change transition loss all of that on so many levels in so many ways and so what a great opportunity to talk it out a little bit so one of the things we wanted to reflect on together with the podcast is so where have we been so far this is kind of a milestone what are the memories that we have together of where this thing all began well um you mentioned the word like motion and i remember early on just kind of getting things off the ground and just that process of pulling things together and and hearing Dr. Adrienne's name and being like, okay. Um, And you, and and I get to be, excuse me, a part of this as well. And just, um, just really valuing the power of motion and how it's come together. I get pretty captivated by this opportunity, like to extend farther than my small world. Um, And it's, such a joy to have colleagues and friends that um, not only desire to just ask for change but like be the change and live it and like with tenacious grit and I think being able to reflect back like there's not been one episode where one or more of us has not been dealing with what we've been talking about Um, not that we ever came forth with all of it but there was, there's definitely discussion around like we were here um, and we're doing it and we're living it and we're talking about it and trying to set some of those things aside to be able to provide, you know, content and strength um, to you guys, the listeners, um, because it's really important. So um, I just get to kind of 
like step back and just marvel at the relevance of all that it's been in our daily lives. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Um, in terms of, I was thinking about where we've been and um, we were talking about a little bit, um, we would meet in coffee shops a lot. I think the first time Lisa and I met, it was at my mom's house when I was just there for <laughs> like a half an hour or something and it ended up being a discussion. And what was interesting to me was this started off as a side project and it's interesting how it's kind of become a support group in a way. Mm. We had a campfire together yeah. and we mm-hmm. all had dinner. Yeah. Um, like Lisa said, every week we're processing these things as well and they are relevant to our day to day. So it's been cool um, to have some problem solving kind of in my day to day with community roots to help me process how I feel about certain things, how um, my life is pertaining to like how I can improve some things, how I can make it more um, holistic and mentally health positive. And um, so that's been different for me looking back how my expectations and what I thought this would be and how it's been different. Like it's a side project, but it's also so much more. So it's really interesting too. And it's also become like, I didn't think that we'd be recording at Scioto Ridge and um, mom has a great office, which is going to be our future recording studio, which is going to be amazing. So it's, it's just growing in ways that we didn't realize. We really didn't know at first. My thought on it as I reflected was initially when we, you and I talked about it in our kitchen (laughs) of (laughs) just like, we should do a podcast was what Samuel said to me. And I thought, is this like going to fly? Is this like for real? Could we even do this? And I wanted to be the supportive mom and to say, of course I am willing. (laughs) I'm going to step up and I'm going to be a part of this thing. But at that time, we really didn't know. I I felt the same way when you contacted me. Um, you, You said, Samuel and I are thinking about doing a podcast. And my first thought was, yes, you can do this. Go do this. You will be great. And then you, you said, I would, I would really like you to be a part of it if you're willing. And I was, I was just arrested. I thought, I, what? You want me to do what? You want me to, (laughs) (laughs) you want me to be a part of this? Um, I, I wanted to nourish the process and, and, and honor the, the relational aspect of the idea and have this community feeling, and which led to our, our name later on, Community Roots. And I did not know what that would look like and and how to be a part of that effectively and, and sustainably. And, and I think I'm still um, trying to form what that looks like for me and taking on a bigger role in Lisa's absence. So I, I think for me, it's still unfolding. It's such a big responsibility and it's as daunting now as it was the very first time Julie told me about it. But I think as we do more of it and I become more um, acclimated to the process, I become more at ease with it. Mm-hmm. I noticed that um, if you listen to my first interview with Steve Doust. Uh, <laughs> I <remember> <laughs> I was very formulaic because I did not know how to get out of the counselor role. I, mm. you know, when, when in our professional, when we say interview, we're looking at intake interviews. Like we're interviewing someone for data collection, um, and to get to know our 
our clients. And so when we were looking at um, how to conduct an interview with Steve Dows, I was still in that mindset. And Samuel patiently coached me um, and, and said, make it conversational. It's just pretend you're at a coffee shop. It'll be fine. And it took me several episodes to understand how that feels and how to make that come across easily and navigatable and hopefully I'm, I'm easing more into that but I still find myself falling back into a counselor role and, and wanting to have a conversation with the mic and ask if the mic's doing okay today <laughs> so it's 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 a growth process and so I'm very excited to see the feedback that we get online uh, through Facebook and Instagram and um Bean pod, pod, pod bean. bean pod. There you go. <laughs> it's there still it flipped. Is. I still can't. That's do like this an right. episode two reference. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. What's I'm crazy so sorry. is we only have like thirty episodes, but it feels like we've been doing this for, for like five hour. years. <laughs> yes, it does. The feedback really keeps me. Um, keeps me going. Keeps me on track, though, because I know we're talking to real people. You know, mm-hmm. what we do in this room and with this equipment reaches all over the world. And so we think back to episode two and I make that reference and I'm like, my gosh, that was what, six months ago? Yeah, seriously. And I feel like we've been doing this for a really long time, but right. it's such a good, healthy effort. It's such an amazing process to be involved with. Yeah, I just think of how many episodes did we have to completely (laughs) re-record? We lost a flash drive and had to re-record some. Like, some didn't save correctly. Yes. Um, So it's been a learning curve. And even we were talking in our first... in our first recording studio, we couldn't put the AC on at the same time that we could record an episode. And it was the middle of summer in a very degrees. small room. Right. And it was getting incredibly hot in there in a very small space. So um, we have fond memories of sweating through multiple layers of clothing and struggling to keep a straight face as you record <laughs> through an episode. Um and now we have AC. And then we're going to have our own place. So it's like it's royalty. Yeah. It's exciting. And our own equipment. Yes. Win, win, win. Anyway. You know, I was thinking about, I don't want to, spoiler alert for anyone who wants to go see Star Wars, but one of the things that they were talking about is that they didn't know how they were going to like travel these new worlds and figure all this out. Mm. But they said, we're going to do it together. Mm. And we're just going to kind of see. And, you know, one character would say to another of like, well, I don't know how to do that. And we're just going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going we're gonna to do it together. And I think that's what this podcast has been. Because at the very beginning, are you going to go watch it now, Adrienne? Are you going to see it? I, I might see it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might. I'm working on, you know, getting her more interested in that. But um, for all the all of you who don't know, I'm a huge Ray fan because she's a badass warrior. And she's amazing. that character. She's not yes. like any other Star Wars fan. That's no, I, no, I do kind of enjoy them. I enjoy yeah. the storyline. But... Um, that just really stuck out to me as far as that they don't know how they're going to be so courageous and, and going into these new opportunities and they're just like, we're going to figure it out together. And that's what this has been because it's when we started, we didn't know one of the things we wanted to like look back on were all the names we came up with whenever we were trying to brainstorm. (laughs) (laughs) We just had some fun, um, Thankfully, Community Roots was right near the top. It was almost uh, the top choice, but... Um, Cut to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Which is so funny because that's the exact opposite of this show. Right. The, the, yeah, we have cut to the chase as one of them. That's why I didn't make the cut. Um, unlimited. <laughs> yeah. We chased that one away. Cut that right out. Chased it. Unlimited potential, I think, is also funny because it kind of reminds me of, of like a workout type podcast <laughs> instead. <laughs> Oh man! And what I'm thinking uh, to names, I think of off the beaten path, and we couldn't, we couldn't settle on a name for that. And then I think what two days before, I interviewed Steve Dow. Oh, we're like, okay, yeah. this is what we're calling it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This we need a name, and this is it. So we'll just change it later if we don't like it, and it's stuck. And I was thinking yesterday randomly about how appropriate that is yeah. because it, it's a segment of CR, but it, it has the word path in it, and it's it's not, right. it, you know, it's not something that is separate so much from community roots. It's it's a part of community and it yeah. and, and honors the community experience and it's and it's beautiful in its own way and it's so connected to the idea of grassroots and growing and nourishing. And I just love that we landed on it. Definitely. I also think something that's cool to look back on as well is kind of how we started trying to fit this thirty minute slot and how quickly our conversations grew beyond that and almost how we started off as a radio show and now we're a podcast and how um, we have more flexibility and how long we go. And um, I think that's really cool too because if you actually go back to some of the first episodes, you still hear the radio qualifiers in the episodes. You you hear us interrupt mm-hmm. some of the episode to tell you it's coming from WGRN, who we're still very grateful for <laughs> and will air every week on Sunday at 9 a.m. But um, I think that's so cool how we've grown too and how this community, like we see people all over the world coming in, listening to these episodes. And it's cool how it starts off as this local Columbus thing. And of course, this is still the beginning. This is still the tip of the iceberg. So we have not even begun to uh, grow so but it's still so cool how we're turning into a butterfly there's lots of metaphor that comes up like planting seeds and these new beginnings and then the evolving process of a butterfly for instance or expanding that reach that we really had a desire in the beginning for you know if you go back to those initial episodes we just want to remind our listeners that the first three episodes that we recorded are a handbook that you can give to those who are struggling and who are hurting you don't know what to say you don't know what to do maybe you're in crisis yourself and you need extra support Uh, those first three episodes go through our name of the roots of community roots and then we had the second one talking about community and the third one the pathway and just being able to give you more support and so those are ones that you can go back to and laugh with us about how they (laughs) were so different and that's right I had forgotten Mm -hmm. even how back in the beginning it had the radio qualifiers and how now there's two different versions that come out and there's the one that's limited to the 30 minute show. And there's also the extended version that you get if you're listening Mm. on your podcast um, player of whichever venue you'd use for that. But bean pod. (laughs) (laughs) I do still use pod bean and I like it. So (laughs) confused as to one that actually it really is. It is pod bean. Yeah. I learned. I I go with bean pod. Oh, great. No, lovingly that's what he calls it right okay but I just think of the gift of that foundation Mm. that has been built like over this time and like to be where we are today to be able to grow and talk about things like there's movement and where at the beginning it was like you know we were we were like at least I felt sometimes (laughs) 
You might just <laughs> jump. <laughs> it, we were it's like floundering. <laughs> just, just floundering a little bit. You know, I have struggling with landing and trying to find where I am and in relation to where other people are and, you know, where, <laughs> where our community is. But without that foundation and the time that it took to build that and mentioning how it has become a support and I recognize that I'm the one going I will be listening every week though um number one fan so yeah absolutely (laughs) um so just discovering more of myself and feeling that gift of a space to be myself with other people so it's been a tremendous foundational builder That's cool. It really was a a birthing process of coming up with what the name's going to be and what's the music going to be and what's the logo and and how many people were a part of that for us that kind of came around alongside of us and gave such strong support to be able to say this is really needed. This is something that people would want to listen to. What we do takes a lot of work and a lot of time and it's an investment that we're making that we're truly making with the intention of giving strong support to our community and to the world. Honestly, when we talk about how we have listeners all over the world, that's actual information that we're getting in as data from whatever source. Podbean. It is from see there. Shout out to Podbean. It's letting us know like where, where our listeners are coming from. And that's such an important responsibility that we have that we take seriously that we want to really genuinely help people who are hurting give support to those who you know so often mental health we don't get a class in that in school depending on what kind of family you've come from you might not have a clue on what health looks like and where are you supposed to find support so we really have wanted to cultivate this um, relational very relational community that we welcome you into so it's been a birthing process for us and Mm -hmm. I thought it would be good for us to just kind of reflect together on what the hardest part of these new beginnings are for you Um, I'll start. Uh, for me, the hardest part of new beginning seems to be staring at like this blank slate, you know, dreaming of all the possibilities of how to fill in a canvas, um, the art of finding my footing so that I can start fresh, but always with the awareness that what I carry into the new beginning is the newest version of myself that I could possibly be taking everything that I've learned about life so far and building on that. You know, I also naturally have a hard time making friends. Um, I've never been without a best friend, though, um, anywhere that I've traveled. And for that, I'm really thankful. So those those are some things that are difficult as I look to uh, this process of going to a new beginning. There's no family. I don't, I don't know anyone except for where I'll be working. Um, thankfully I got to go out there and visit and, and see and and get a little bit of my bearings and kind of know where I'm going to live, um, and get those details settled, um, before I kind of really dive in. Um, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, which I have no education for mental health, formal education, but I thought that two things like to me were really important and like the struggle for me I guess is that blank slate as well 
like what could I possibly do whenever you have everything to do how can you even start um and so for me I guess I'm even moving to how do I cope with this as well being able to talk about um things that I need like food water um that I'm going to need to talk to someone so whether that's setting up a Skype date with someone who's back at home even if it isn't connecting with somebody new um, that that's one of the ways that, um, I can get around that scary whenever you're not really sure where it's going to go, where it's going to end up. And I think, um, that is a big fear to me too. And one of the ways that I coped with that was instead of thinking of things as change, thinking them as transformations, Hmm. um, because you still have a huge aspect of what you used to be or what you were and you're working towards something, but it's not that that past is forgotten or lost. Mm. Um, so change is really scary to me because it feels like everything that I know is going to be completely different. But the transformation makes me feel a little bit more solid to say, I'm going to be transformed into something different that I can't expect, but I'm still going to be me. Mm. I'm still the caterpillar, but I'm going to have wings and fly around that sort of one, two of what do I even do? I have everything to do. And then the other side being, well, what is that? What am I even going to become because of this? Hmm. And, um, yeah, that's just kind of my fears with change. I think there's a lot of unknown in it that you're describing a lot of uncertainty. Like this is completely unfamiliar. I've lost the sense of rhythm with what was, and I'm trying to create something new. And that can feel like, you know, it used to be on those um, escalators where the steps are moving that I would stand at the top when I was a little girl. I would just sit there like there isn't any way I'm putting my foot out there (laughs) because I'm going to fall on my face or something. It was really hard to like step out and have that feeling of it's my foundation is moving. I'm Mm. shifting, something's changing, and I don't know if I can do it well or not, and I would pause. I remember standing on the side of the pool when I was little of, can I jump in or not? Mm. Like, that's a jump, that's a leap of faith, that's a step, um, you know, do I have a fear of the water, or what's that gonna be like if I can't breathe underwater and I can't swim? There's that uncertainty. I have that too, and it's because the water is cold. (laughs) You don't immediately (laughs) want to be cold. I sit there at the side of the pool, and I'm just... Dip your toe in just a little to check. (laughs) If I dip my toe in, then I know I don't want to jump in. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to go in all at once, or else I won't. Um, I like what you just said um, about the the pool analogy. And I think back to when I was about nine and I was learning to dive. I was in swim lessons at the Y. And I always loved water, always loved water, but I could never dive. I was too scared. I was frightened, terrorized uh, by this deep blue globulous water that to me, being little me, looked like the ocean. And so uh, we had to do high dives on uh, in one of these class high dives Ooh. off. So uh, I, I can I, barely do the high jump. Oh, it's <laughs> t- <laughs> make sure you hold your legs really tight yes. together and splash that water oh. really hard. Gosh, gosh, but you do it. You do it. I got up on this diving board and I looked down and I thought, well, I'm not going to get back down. I got all the way up here and I'm going to jump. And if I live through it, I might even really enjoy this. <laughs> and I jumped and I, I remember seeing the water just come at me, but I kept my eyes open. And I thought, I, I want to see this. I want to see if I'm going to die. And <laughs> 
but I didn't. <laughs> I jumped in. Clearly, I'm here still here. Are. And 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 the water. Oh my gosh, I'll this never forget this feeling. This is <laughs> you're not really here. Uh, it was just it was transformative. It was unbelievable. And now I love diving. I love it because I can do it. And I think that's that's what change represents to me is that you take your first step because staying where you are is no longer useful. It's no longer helpful. And it's no longer nourishing you. So take your first step into something new. The alternative is staying where you are, and let's not do that if it's not if it's not good for you. So, kind of like the the high dive, I always have that image in my head when I'm facing something new, and I want to take that step. I want to try it because I know that I will survive. I will be okay, and I can revel in the the sacredness of survival. I can I can really relish the the moment of success when I try something new and I learn to navigate it successfully. When I learn to be a part of something bigger than myself because I was willing to take the risk. And I think that uh, really encapsulates what Community Roots is and what uh, Off the Beaten Path is for me is it's a step in something new and it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. sacred and it's growing and and we don't know where it's going but I know that it's beautiful and I want to always be a part of it. I think um, what I think of um, is how whenever we were first recording our first episodes, I remember thinking a lot, I can't wait to look back on this and just think, wow, we've come so far. (laughs) And I already do feel that to an extent, but I think that's one of the cool things about transformation and about these like adaptation is that you can look back on it and just be like, also now that you've jumped in the water, you're not gonna look at the high dive the same. It's not gonna be this perilous mountain. It's gonna be like a fun adventure. And so it's cool how your mindset changes as well and how it's hard to go back. But the other thing I wanted to say as well that I was thinking of is I can also tell that if I'm not changing fast enough, I get frustrated with myself and just as something that I've learned is that I need to be more patient, especially in times of stress like that, because whenever your body goes through transformation and change, like it's not necessarily easy, even if you're succeeding. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to have some patience with yourself. Um, I had to learn that through going to Pitt and coming back to Columbus And, um, I still feel like I had to gain some self-respect for myself to be able to just give me a second (laughs) to just take a deep breath and get my feet grounded. And I think transformation is part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, there's something to be said whenever we need to take a jump and we need to step forward, but there's also so much process in all of that where sometimes pushing or, trying to overextend too much too soon too fast can be really disorienting too and we just kind of have to stay in the process of I'm going to figure out what my footing is I'm going to take the next step I'm going to do the next right thing and even if I don't know what everything will look like when it unfolds I can recognize where I am and where I'm headed and surround myself with good support being intentional and Mm -hmm. pacing yourself Mm -hmm. and being patient as well Celebrating the small things, I think, is another way that you can get through it really easily to even say like, hey, I just went on a shopping trip to the nearest grocery store. That's a big deal because it's like in a place you don't know, in an area like a store that you've never been to. But it's a victory nonetheless because you're going to do it for the next 
however long you're there. And that's a big step. Mm-hmm. That's something that has, grocery trip. yeah, that's something that has helped me with moves is like reminding myself of how many things that I will do that is staying the same that I know how to do. Mm-hmm. I know how to do my laundry. I know how to cook. I know how to, you know, set up, you know, my, my emails or my social media network is going to stay the same. So there are some things that I can kind of still hold on to that isn't shifting and changing mm-hmm. that is sometimes supportive you know to be able to fall back on that and say I really don't have to reinvent the wheel here and do absolutely everything completely differently I can pull on my strengths of what I know how to do do what I know how to do and to keep doing that even Even if if it's just breathing yeah you get through the day absolutely I think remembering to um this is not a part of my story I tell much like I've moved a lot to other countries and you know, other things. And sometimes like the idea of moving statewide felt even more uh, daunting. Um, so even just remembering that self-talk of like, I've done this before. I've done crazier things. I can do this. Um, and just navigating that sense. And also, I think a little bit from a mental health perspective, not stamping uh, previous experiences onto this new experience and holding it for what it is and all the possibility that it can hold Uh, because I think sometimes we can feel kind of caught in the trenches uh, between you know this is what I had and this was really great and I maybe I won't get that again uh, but maybe you will you know and and, in greater exponents Um, so just remembering that your body may remember like oh we don't like this or we don't really know how to navigate this, but like really compensating and telling yourself, no, I do. I do know how to navigate these things. And I will find the things that I had before because I had to do it then. Something that I have, one of my favorite affirmations has been since our um, episode about it is resiliency, reminding myself that I'm resilient And I think that's really cool because it's one of the ways that I remind myself like, hey, I've been trucking around for almost 25 years and I'm still doing it. And so reminding myself, like Lisa said, I've done something like this before and it might not have been the same exact thing, but I'm going to continue beating these challenges that come up because I'm resilient. And I think that everyone here at this table definitely is resilient. And I think everybody at home also is definitely resilient. Like, no matter who you are, you've made it through some serious trauma. And that is not something to be laughed at. And it's something to be proud of and to carry with you as a badge of honor that doesn't necessarily have to show itself materially, materially, but is still nonetheless like proof of your resilience that you're still here today. And I think that resilience kind of plays into my change and my transformation anxiety is... I've done something like this before and I've beaten every challenge that has come my way because I'm still standing. So mm. resiliency is something that I think of since our episode on it um, just a couple months ago. <laughs> so as we're reflecting on what we've learned in the process of all this change and transition, what has been the most meaningful and what's been the most difficult? For me, the most meaningful has been connecting with our crew right here and connecting with listeners it's still 
astounds me that we are reaching so many people and the people that we are reaching are reaching back to us and they are rating us and reviewing us and giving us feedback and sending us messages and letting us know that they hear us and they are using what we are saying as part of their lives and they're nourishing them themselves. They're working on themselves and embracing their growth. And it is so beautiful to be a part of that. I, I, I have no uh, conceptualization of, of how big this is already. And it's, yeah, I, I really am so humbled by it. And uh, some of the challenges that I think personally are, are how how can I keep this going? I want to say the right thing and and be there for my listeners and um, and and just be what they need when they need it. So how can I be genuine? How can I be authentic? How can I reach the people who who need this most and who need to hear this today? You're strong. You're resilient. You can do this and just get through it. Just breathe through it. Um, and, and a professional challenge, I think, is the logistics of this. How mm. can we make this work? How can we um, continue to grow and reach more people? I want the everybody, I want the world to know that every person in this world matters. They matter greatly. There is no person on this earth that does not matter in some way. And I, I just want everyone to know that. So however I can relay that message, that continues to be a challenge for me because it's, it's the most important part of what I do uh, professionally and personally. When you talk a little bit about like sustainability, I think one of the things that has stood out to me is that I know that I can't sustain all of this by myself. Mm -hmm. Like there's just way too much work involved. And it's been humbling and also exciting to see like the part that each person plays that there's community within our community. Yes. <laughs> and so we, we get to see that lived out all the time and that we do need each other and that on our own, we can't carry it very far. We really can't. But together, whenever, you know, one person is, is juggling too many things that week or someone else steps up or something like that of teamwork is just a powerful thing to see lived out. It's beautiful. Beautifully said. That's how I feel. Thank you. That you can be vulnerable and say, I need help. Yes. I can't, I can't keep doing this without help. And then allowing for the other person, then the flip side of that is to be needed. It's mm -hmm. a good thing to be needed sometimes that you feel like I do matter. I can contribute. I am a part of things. Yes. And that helps us stay that connectedness and social engagement and interaction that we need that really is a big part of mental health. We were talking off mic about Viktor Frankl and uh, the, the need to be needed and man's search for meaning and being purposeful. And I find this to be part of my purpose on this earth. And to be part of this team, it, it has challenges, but every challenge is, is an, a powerful um, proponent of what we do and how to get there and, and how to do it more successfully than the last time. So, uh, so with every challenge, you know, comes that opportunity for growth. And I feel like we're doing that and we can't do that alone. And we do function better together. We're stronger together. Yeah, I, whenever I think of challenges and like where it's worth it, what I think with the challenges is like all the late nights, like every time we've not only had to put our all into this, but also put in double 
just because that's the work that needs to be done, whether it's last minute guests or last minute recording sessions or redos or long trips from Dayton. Like there's no end um, to the challenges, especially when they come at times that you know that this podcast has to be consistent, but life isn't necessarily consistent at all. That's the whole point of this episode. But so to have that sort of, um, having to do that consistency in inconsistent times can be very challenging. And I think that even expands to like Lisa switching to uh, moving to a different city, how, um, that could also be a huge challenge that you're trying to create um, consistency with going to work and taking care of yourself and how you're in an inconsistent place. So it's very um, challenging in that way. But the rewards are so cool. And what everybody has been talking about and kind of what I was talking about earlier with this transformation, like things have transformed in ways that I didn't expect. And it's cool to see those things pay off. even sitting down with guests that just were faces and then they became real people and stories um, from just interactions and seeing a community kind of pop up and surround community roots with support has also been um, another just cool way where you're not expecting, you don't know what to expect and then people show up like the various friends who have listened to this podcast or Alexander Wells coming out and helping us with our artwork or Steve Dodge. And like, there's no end to the list of Mm. support that we've gotten just by asking for it. And it's also been cool to watch my relationship with mom evolve and how our conversations are a little bit different. And it's not that they weren't on this trajectory anyway, but it's an open discussion. It's something that we're not only like working a relationship between mom and son or friend and friend, but also teammates as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been really cool, um, to see grow. So there's all sorts of levels. Um, that's really, I think pay off for this change and transformation. Adrienne in the corner is giving me weepy eyes. I like mean, she's that's about to just die. so beautiful. It's so dynamic. <laughs> that's it's the word so that I timeless. was thinking of. Oh. You took my word. <laughs> I feel like I've truly learned so much about character in so many ways. My own, watching others, how it gets built. Um, since we're doing some a little bit of reflecting, I just think of moments and times where emotions really did want to drive my experience or where I felt, you know, where I was or where I had to be, you know, in order to show up and present because of the reality of, you know, real life happening. And I don't know if it was an episode about emotions that day, but it very well could have been. (laughs) But I knew they were off and I knew that there were some things where like my character needed to kind of overcome those feelings and confusion of my own, you know, traumatic experiences in order to be that present and contribute to really the greatest good of what we're doing in order to provide information from our learned experiences and the experiences of others uh, to glean wisdom from experience from, from you guys, my colleagues and Samuel and just different perspectives and holding Mm. like, holding so much, you know, in a small amount of, of space. And 
obviously others uh, listening in the community. And, and I just want to take a moment because it's been such a privilege uh, to really share a bit of my voice, which is something that um, I thought of saying earlier, but just say it now. Um, the value of recognizing that we all do have a voice and that this is an opportunity to, to kind of like dust off the cobwebs of those dreams and move into um, the confidence of like this is me and this is what I'm saying and the gift that that has been that this community has brought to me uh, to be asked um, to be a part of it. And so this is probably cliche, but I'm really eternally grateful for <laughs> you guys. Um, I've learned that no matter how difficult it is really an important skill to be able to find safety, to show up and be present with the miracle of every moment that we get. So that's what I've taken away. Um, that is so, so beautifully stated. That resonates with me so solidly. So that's, that's my little voice. That's not so little. Um, I actually, that's funny. I had a friend in, she didn't go to my high school, but we were friends in high school. And she called me Little Mouse. And because I was so quiet. And to just to kind of be here in this moment and just think like, wow, I'm not, I'm not that. You're a um, mouse with a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> but just really that transformation. Uh, that we've been talking about. It was cool. I One of the routines and rhythms that I have in my daily uh, regimens that I do is I look at on this day with my journal. And today um, I had written down just this reflection that I had made before in my own life on um, all that you have been through has prepared you for this. All that you have been through has prepared you mm. for this. And so everything that we've been doing, we've been developing the muscles, the skills, the relationship quality, the um, the career development, the emotional development, all of that has been building and growing. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about change and transition that really, Samuel, you alluded to quite well um, of just we don't have to lose all that. We actually don't have to lose all that. That's actually ours that we take with us that we have invested and that we have gained mm -hmm. and that we don't ever have to lose. Mm -hmm. That's the core of who we are. Mm -hmm. When we build those skills, they stay with us forever. And to say that anybody going through that same like set of experiences and stuff like that, it they would come out a different person than you would like your transformation is because of your accumulated experiences and thoughts and actions and no one else can replicate that um even if they're put into that same situation you come out the other side an accumulation of everything that you've done and stronger for it and no matter what the experience is you can come away learning something and becoming stronger and really flourishing and and just evolving so much further than you were before and not feeling stunted and and cut off of I'm done I've done enough now I have nothing left to contribute but actually I'm going to build on what I've done before and it's going to be even more even better even greater even deeper hmm. and wider and that's powerful that's a pretty cool thing um I think it would be 
meaningful for us to reflect on what makes change and transition and loss so hard. Like, why is that such a difficult repeating theme in our lives? Um, And what are some of those complex emotions that get stirred up by it? I think change, transition, loss, um, all have at their core strong elements of disruption of what we experience as normal, um, which could be different for every person. You know, we all have a different normal. We all have kind of that, back to Dan Siegel's window of tolerance, right? We all have that space. Um, But I think that they embed themselves, like they're embedded with periods of adjustment and change in order to actually make room for a new normal. Um, even though it may be somewhat undesired or maybe we don't think we're quite ready for it yet or whatever the case may be. But I was also thinking about this and just when I think of loss, I immediately think of gains um, because it's kind of like, okay, if we have a black, then we have a white. Like there's that opposite pull. If there's warm, there's lack of warmth. Um, so to understand um, loss, we then have to understand also gain and vice versa. And so I don't think that they're actually realized until we experience losses, though. Um, Transition's not easily understood without stability, right? So you can't have one without the other. Um, And change is not really grasped unless we experience consistency. Um, So, and my other thought, just kind of while I still have the floor, I just think while filled with expectancy, excitement, and hope, I find that expectation, on the other hand, holds a high emotional price um, as we embark through the process of transition. It encourages growth, resilience, um, and learning. And I always do my best to actually be reminded of what's called the grit factor, which is simply stated to be, I found this on ghoststrengths.com, a personality trait that demonstrates passion and perseverance toward a goal Despite being confronted by significant obstacles and distractions, those who possess grit are able to self-regulate and postpone their need for positive reinforcement while working diligently on a task. I think it's important to remember that when we're faced with something as difficult as transition or loss, our brains are hardwired to respect and stay away from adverse experiences when we find something aversive we do everything to avoid it and that's just our brain and to work through that it's important to remember what we were just reflecting on is the core of who we are and the core speaking of grief of the person that we're missing most and remember that they are still with us they are still in us they have touched our lives And as long as we remember that, they are still very much a vibrant part of our existence. I think one of the things that makes the emotions so complicated and tangled up sometimes is how conflicting it can feel. We can feel a sense of I'm excited, I'm looking forward to something new, and I'm scared to death, and I'm not sure if it's going to work, and just all of the there's like depth and strong intensity to all of those emotions all happening at the same time. And I think one of the things about emotions is that we don't know what timing they're going to be processed. Mm -hmm. We can't force it. We can't make it happen sooner. And so we have to kind of sit with our feelings and let them kind of unfold, unravel in a, in a safe 
supportive, you know, relationship or relationships, plural, that can hear us and understand us and support us. So all of those emotions are like that snow globe that have all the little glitter, you know, stirring up a storm within us that we feel all these conflicting things. Everything is happening so fast. The platform underneath us is shifting and we're supposed to find our footing and figure out what we think and feel. And that's very disorienting, I think, as a process itself. And it feels different and not familiar. And at first, I think out of fear, we do feel scared that maybe we're going to lose everything. Like this meant so much to me. Mm. What if I end up feeling empty? What if something is taken from me that really is so valuable to me? But what a shift it makes whenever we do acknowledge that that's ours forever. We get Mm. to keep it forever. It's ours. It's our story. It's the people that have mattered so much to us that we will always have. We are always um, building and gaining and and Mm. just remembering and holding on to those investments that we've made. Yeah, I'm going to kind of take a pitch out of left field or whatever they call the baseball terms. I don't know. (laughs) We're a football family growing up. (laughs) I don't watch baseball. We didn't do as much baseball. Um, But I wanted to bring in a term that came from my history and just my experiences, which is dialectics. And for those of you who don't know what dialectics is, it's basically like a contradiction. Um, And within this sense, I think something that the uneasiness and the just uncomfortable feelings can be described in a dialectical way, which is you want to be home, but you also want to be where you are right then. Like you want to move forward Mm -hmm. and you want to be around people, but you also want to be alone and kind of grieve over your loss. And so I think this dialectical Mm -hmm. type contradictions within ourselves kind of create this, imbalance and I think something and I'm always somebody who looks kind of to the positive and how what we can do to help it and I think once you're feeling those kind of uneasiness uneasinesses about change being able to say how can I help both sides of this contradiction how can I both feel connected and also feel like I have some alone time and how can I connect with home but also connect here Mm -hmm. as well and um, even though that isn't necessarily a mental health term, I have no idea if you guys use the actually. term dialectics. <laughs> you just didn't realize I it. love dialectics. It's such a cool um, term and philosophy. But <clears throat> I think that for me um, is one of the most difficult parts of change and transformation because a lot of the times you can't do both. You can't be hanging out with your friends on a Friday night whenever you're a couple states away or um, – you can't like there are some things that just don't fit mm-hmm. into where you are and understanding that that's okay and understanding your need for both of them i think um is important but whenever i think about the most difficult parts why does that bring up that uncomfortability it's because we want two opposite things mm-hmm. at the same time um the other thing that i think of with um loss and change and why does that bring up so much emotion um i think it's one of those tipping points like every new year or every christmas like it's one of those points where you can look out in your past and say well where have the other big changes in my life been and kind of compare that to those times and sometimes 
you have those thoughts of, well, what if I could go back and make that change a couple years ago? And of course that's impossible and not worth investing your mental thought into. But whenever you're like up at that peak or up at that point of transformation and you look back, it's a time that you compare yourself to all those other times that you've been at a point in change. And sometimes you're in a, a different place than you expected to be the last change you were in. And I think that creates also some uneasiness and some comparing yourself to a different situation. I think what, what you were describing with that, one of the ways that we tried to conceptualize a little bit of what health looks like on that dialectical note that you are making is to see things in terms of both and and not either or Hmm. and either or um, presents us with an extreme and often we do those all or nothing thinking and Hmm. either or thinking whenever we're having a trauma response to something and it's actually a sign of health and healing and development and growth when we're able to hold space for all of that to be true and for both and and to see these different angles of things and see the complexities of things and the depth and the reality on so many different levels that we are healing and growing and being able to hold space for all of that, which I think is a lot of what we're trying to do in our discussions. We're trying to remain mindful and to use our words to name the feelings and to sit with them and to be open with them and to them and to as you had said, just sit with them and, and embrace them for all the pain and the beauty that they bring to you. It's it's what makes us and shapes us. And trying to escape those feelings leads to cognitive dissonance, which is a lot of what we're describing right now. It's the, the war within, trying to escape something that is simply reality. And it prolongs pain and it hurts us in the long run and in the short run. So be mindful and be present and say to yourself something as simple and as powerful and transformational as, I hurt right now. I don't feel good. I miss this person. This is despair. This is agony. And just sit with it for a little while. And when you're ready, come out of it and take one step at a time and go into the light and say, I can do this now. I can I can do my day. I can be me today. And I will have moments of agony, but they will become less frequent. And one day I will wake up and I will be able to do my morning and not think about the agony at all. One of the things we posted on our social media is this quote, I respect the process of all things. I honor endings because they give birth to new beginnings. I embrace beginnings because they are rich in hope and possibility. I respect the process of all things, and I place my faith in the unchanging essence of life that continues to breathe everything. And that was by AimHappy.com. <laughs> it's always funny when it has an interesting... A like, nice little person that we're trying to yeah. give credit to for whoever came up with that. But it was just a, a timely thing that came up whenever we were preparing for this episode today on change and transition. So maybe as we're just kind of wrapping up our reflections, if we could reflect with our listeners about, you know, we're in a new year, we're in a new decade, and this 2020 vision of we're starting new chapters and new jobs and new relationships, we're grieving old ones, we're in this change and transition, what words of wisdom do you want to impart to our listeners? You know, something, an analogy that always 
um, made an impact on me um, was one of a painting. Um, it's cool throughout the show how we've used visual cues in order to explain what we're trying to say. But when I think of um, change, um, I think of a friend who um, was saying that pushing your boundaries and growing and transforming is like a pencil on paper in that you're kind of going into the great unknown. Like you know what's behind you, but you're kind of just taking that step of I'm going to end up somewhere and how if you really push and you really like accept the change and move with the change and be transformed like uh, how you can end up with a big painting and if you were just stuck in your initial dot that you would have never actually grown to be this big work of art and so whenever I'm about to do something that I feel nervous about sometimes I think back to that painting and think about what is my painting going to look like at the end of things and I'd want it to be really rich and vibrant and sometimes that takes a like iffy first step and sometimes that takes like uh, a transformational step um, and a continuing tra transformational step not just the first one but um, continuing to go with it um, I like to think about what I'll think in 50 years like what will I look back on and I want to look back on a big awesome picture and um, so that's the kind of hope and stuff that I think about which is what do you want your picture to look like and push yourself to get there and um, I think that's going to be great. That's what I think of. Um, I would say like a few things, I think. Um, embrace this moment because you can't get it back. Um, there's treasure to hold in each one. Um, might think of something like just slow down you know, as needed. Um, yielding to things that come up that you're maybe would be a surprise um, that you wouldn't have gotten if you just kept going through so speedily um whether it's just taking a deep breath like holding the person you're giving a hug for just a second more taking a look at the scenic view before you just for a moment longer pausing to soak in the last vibrantly bold colors of the sunset basically just pick one of your favorite senses uh, and linger there a little bit longer um, because it's a good thing to orient to pleasure uh, it's not always easy, but it's worth it. Um, I think life goes by way too fast. Um, I would say hold on for dear life. Ride every wave. It's effortless, effortless when you catch it at the top. I think I was, as I was thinking about this, speaking of waves, thinking about the ocean, I had a dream a while back. Um, and I was walking on a pathway just underneath the surface of the water and it just wound like all through the ocean and I had been walking on it and I had a suitcase. Um, and so I was just on that for a while. And then suddenly my path like disappeared from underneath me and I scrambled really hard to get to the top of this tsunami wave because there was apparently a really big wave coming. Um, and it had actually a view on like anything I've ever seen in real life. Um, I think Clark Little would be amazed. Uh, he's a Hawaiian a photographer of like sunsets through the water. Just brilliant stuff. So check him out if um, you haven't seen it. But in my dream, there were clear crystal waters mixed with radical orange red emanating from the sun that covered from these waters. And then as I reached for the top, I woke up. 
And I share this because riding the wave is generally effortless and filled, I think, with all the spectrum of emotions. So I just kind of want to say, like, with a raw vulnerability, but just like, I'm not a surfer, but like, bring on the surf. Um, Just wanting to chase it all and feel that thrilling excitement at the end of it, wanting to actually live. Um, And that means I need to know that I'm alive down to the very core of my being. And so just like a running into that storm, it's not always going to be the sunset, but it comes after, right? The rainbow after the storm, um, those promises. So just thinking about that and wanting listeners to know we can get through change and we'll come out better for it. That reminds me to be present. Always be present. Be mindful of where you are, what you're doing, who you're with, and what you're feeling, and embrace that. Be present and breathe in the moment. Breathe it in. Give it a name and feel it fully before moving on and know that it's shaping you. And wherever you're going next will be just as beautiful as the experience that has made you. Keep growing. Be who you are, but don't stay there forever. Take steps to be who you are in the next minute and in the next day and in the next year. It's 2020. Be your best you and know that you will be an even better you tomorrow than you were yesterday or today. And we will be with you every step of the way. Okay, well, um, we are ready to wrap up our fourth Um, Our four-person community roots, um, transformational. Uh, We're going into the future resilient and ready for transformation. Um, So uh, we are going to keep some consistency, though, um, which is if you have any um, thoughts or questions about change, um, please email us at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. We've received a lot of people... um, reaching out to us, asking questions, wanting to come out to the community. So keep that up. And if you have any questions, you're not alone. And if you want to have discussions, so do we. So uh, reach out to us um, at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Please check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by uh, searching Community Roots Podcast, Roots as an R-O-U-T-E-S, um, you can also find us on Instagram at communityroots.pod. Uh, we continuously post things that are uplifting, that are um, our news and stuff coming out. So check that out as we announce our new space. We kind of take pictures and show you where we're at, as well as um, our Patreon and other exciting events coming up. Um, and please uh, rate us on iTunes. Go on there. Write a comment. We read every one. And... It really helps us get recognized. It puts us on their algorithms so that everybody can see us. So um, every time you um, write a review, anytime you leave a review, it definitely helps us in the best way possible. So um, please go to iTunes and rate us there. So here it comes, full circle. We're we're beginning again. And for Lisa, she's going to begin in Iowa. So this has been a really special episode for us, for the three of us that are staying on. We're going to begin recording at JHR Counseling and Consultation with our new equipment. And we are sending Lisa off with our love and support. Thanks, guys.
So um, let's talk about gratitudes. What are we thankful for? I want to say I'm so thankful for Lisa. Um, Of course, like this project probably wouldn't have even left the ground if we would have not had a conversation, the three of us, to really start it out. So without your support, Community Roots wouldn't be here. So um, I appreciate you taking a first big step into the unknown, (laughs) which is the uh, crazy plans of the Richards family. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's really cool uh, because we uh, we didn't even know each other before this podcast. Mm -hmm. So thank you for your time and um, your thoughts and your presence here. You're most welcome. Um, Thank you to all of you. Um, And I'll keep this one really short and sweet, but just... um, really thankful for this new beginning um I really didn't see this um and that's directly part of you know what we're accessing and being able to stay in connection like moving doesn't mean disconnect um so being able to have and hold things um even though I might just be listening like I'm just thankful that you guys are um barreling through and I will definitely miss it. I will miss all three of you very much. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't do goodbyes very well. So, but I'm thankful, um, for this opportunity and that you guys let me in to, to let it go somewhere. So I'd like to echo, oh my goodness. Yes. I would like to echo, um, what Samuel said with a thank you of my own and I would like to also thank you for living our message and for taking risks and for being present and for growing and showing us how to do it successfully. And thank you for being in my life and in our lives. Hmm. I consider you family and I consider my team at Community Roots my family and I am thankful for my family and, and my community and for our listeners and for everything that we've accomplished. I could not have done it without you and Julie and Samuel and uh, my, my whole family. And I am, I am forever grateful. Every day I live in gratitude. I'm thankful too for Lisa, you and I have shared quite a bit at our former employment yes. and just yes, a lot of depth and a lot of growth and um, processing, always lots so of processing. <laughs> I'm just thankful that you let me process. And that uh, yeah, it's all, it's all part of the layers. The and, like, I know where she is. Yeah, and the yeah. connection that we found in that yeah. was a beautiful and very meaningful thing. And um, I'm just... I am thankful for this sense of like Samuel wording it as a support group earlier. Like, you know, I feel the community of this when I'm driving to work, listening to our episodes, just reviewing some of the things that we have talked about together and hearing new layers of it, even as we repeat and Mm. keep listening to them. So, but I am also really especially thankful for the feedback and the connection of people who are reaching out and saying how much it means to you. We do um, so appreciate hearing from you and so want you to feel welcomed um, to be a part of this community because this is for you that we are wanting to reach out with this support. So thank you for being a part with us. And I think that wraps up our episode. Um, we will see you next week. Please join us next week. Um, we'll be here still and we'll be new and transformed, but um, still uh,
genuinely ourselves. So we'll catch you next week. See you then.